You know what I'm saying? Not really. Shut up and sit down. You know, it wouldn't be a day of podcasting if Isaac didn't have some activity he needed to do to make a start late. This time it was cooking eggs. Making a eating, sandwich. <laughs> making a sandwich. Real good activity. Did you schedule that? See, what I do is like, I do what I need to do before <laughs> so before that I can be here on time. I just assume that your guy's time isn't as valuable as mine. No, we, we, you need to eat a sandwich while we wait to start. And now we're going to be 15 minutes behind the entire day. Yeah. Unless one of these turns out to be a dud. Well, but then this always, people are always late and stuff. So I figure, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Just assume. (laughs) Um, I like how Isaac explains how to use microphones to everyone, even though he's the only person that wouldn't know to talk into the direct center. No, people always fuck that up. No, you're the only one that ever has. No. People, last episode, what's his name? That was because the microphone was, was shitty. Was yeah, shitty. Yeah. Yeah, we fixed that problem. Um, cool. Okay, well, we are here with Kate Dowd. That's me. What's your middle <laughs> name? Kaloran. Whoa. Yeah. Kaloran. Which is actually my Twitter handle, which is ironic because I've been in a Twitter uh, war this week. <laughs> wow. It's also a weight loss supplement. What is? Kaloran. No, it's not. I'm just kidding. That's not Man, true. Who have okay, you been in Twitter with? Those are alternative <laughs> facts. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, oh, bur- yeah, yeah. you buried the lead. Oh, no. Well, hold on. <laughs> with your stupid joke. Yeah, yeah I did. Fuck. Okay, yeah. Actually, Kate has some very... Well, no. Let's give you a little bit more of an intro. Sure, Kate sure, sure. is a uh, fancy, big shot uh, development none of the, none of those executive. Are true. That's false <laughs> you she was it warner brothers yeah i was a director of development at warner brothers for uh, about a year and a half and then now you're at viceland i am i produce uh, a show at viceland and i just um prior to that i was at hbo i was doing any given wednesday with bill simmons oh that's right which is i i like that i like the the, the episode decide you ever watch that uh-uh yeah. on hbo i'm very behind on that content yeah <laughs> i like bill simmons though yeah i love his writing yeah. i think he's a better writer than a talker but he's you know i like his mind he's kind yeah. of cool he's incredibly smart guy. yeah very very kind very smart guy his book of basketball is great. It's yeah. really a great read. Um, okay, but so something very interesting happened to you this week. It did. It did. Um, yeah, so I was uh, on Twitter this week, and I had actually tweeted at Glenn Beck. Um, and I, because he had been doing a bunch of really interesting interviews lately. I don't know if you guys saw this. He's been on Anderson Cooper a bunch this week and um, in the last couple of weeks, sort of on this like apology tour for um, Donald Trump, kind of saying that he feels in, at least in some way responsible for the rise of the alt-right and sort of this misinformation that's been happening. Um, so I had tweeted at him and I said, you know, I really respect the fact that you are kind of putting a conservative voice out there that's anti-Trump, anti-Bannon. Um, but it sort of starts at home, and you got to you gotta take a look at Tomi Lauren and what she's been doing. And Because Tomi Lauren, just to clarify, works for The Blaze, right. which is his 
news network. His production company, okay, yes. Yeah, so yeah. she's uh, technically an employee of him. And uh, he responded to my tweet, which was already in itself kind of weird. But what he wrote was just, I know, which is a really strange response, right? Yeah. I mean, that's your employee. So you're sort of publicly bashing yeah. your employee on Twitter. It is weird. It kind of got picked up by a bunch of weird news outlets. There's been some articles written about it, which was very strange. And then uh, Milo Yiannopoulos screenshotted it and posted it on his Facebook so then, like, obviously, the comment storm went crazy from there. And most of them were just like, who the fuck is Kate Dowd? Who is this girl? Who she is? Uh-oh. Sweet. I'm amazed you haven't, been, you haven't been, like, so nobody's, like, threatened to cut your head off. I know. I, I've been bike. a little, uh, I was a little bummed <laughs> that I didn't get more trolled. Like, I wanted the full troll experience. Yeah. And I feel like it was a little weak. A little Careful weak, what right? you wish for. Bring it on. Bring it on. I'm ready. My house is, like, ready to be swatted. I am. <laughs> yeah. That's really funny. Um, so, yeah, I saw that. I think you posted something about it. And I was like, what is she talking about? And then I think I saw this tweet. Mm-hmm. Sort of it came around to me. And I didn't realize it came from you. So it yeah. was kind of a cool, uh, you know, full circle yeah. internet moment. Yeah, it was, it was very weird. It was weird seeing, like, my face and name on, like, random, like, Daily Caller articles and stuff. It was very bizarre. Whoa. Lots of people told me I looked. Tucker Carlson's aware of what you're up to, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Tucker's in on it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was very weird. It was bizarre. And, like, this one uh, libertarian website had, like, not only posted about my original tweet, but then, like, dug into, like, a later tweet that I had sent in response to it and, like, reposted that. And then they were like, you know, if... Uh, I should just pull it up and read it. But basically, they were like, if uh, if the right doesn't like respect what's going on here, then Kate Dowd's going to be proven right. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> Thanks, Libertarian Random Website. Wow. That's very funny. The idea that Glenn Beck is now like on the right? one side is... It, I think he's just being an opportunist. He might be. That might be true. And I, I don't think you can kind of write off all the things that he's done. He's got a lot of apologies to make if he's really making them. He also but. like sells gold on yeah. TV. Like I feel like he's just a total <laughs> schmuck. I mean, he, I, yeah, I don't think Well, that was the wrong. scam of all those guys pre, I think kind of pre-Trump and pre-alt-right was a lot of those conservative commentators. They Sold just had gold. this. Bill <laughs> O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly has these tchotchkes on his website. You can buy like Bill O'Reilly Christmas ornaments and all this fucking garbage. Well, that's yeah. a little better than like gold yeah, for the old but people, there's, you know? There's an element of, of that that's been on that. That's one thing I'll, I, maybe because I, I'm not that familiar with alt-right personalities and their scams and tchotchkes, but I feel like that they don't do that so much. There's not as much like, you know, invest in gold. And- <laughs> what do you, like, you think Breitbart isn't like covered on the left-hand side with just like penis enlargement ads? I don't know. Like I it's mean, filled well, yeah, with all sorts of but bullshit. Is it, they're the only ones that'll, that'll buy but, those ads. Anyway. But is it that, but that's not, uh, but the difference is those are like ads that somebody else is running on the site versus like I'm Glenn Beck and I'm selling you on this like, gold investment scam that's, yeah. that's shady. Well, it, the funny thing is after Trump won, mm-hmm. immediately like in my feed... Speaking the, of scams. No, because I like, like, you know, I like Trump on Facebook. So... Yeah, we the, know. Imme- <laughs> imme- yeah. <laughs> immediately, the things that started coming out were... Like, it wasn't like, hey, I won. It was like, 
buy this mug the, buy the like Trump won inaugural mug and I was like this mug. is so weird like this is like it's because he's just such a businessman I guess that his automatic thing is like oh yeah we'll make a couple mil- you know hundred million on mugs after this which was pretty emoluments be damned at, yeah. at the very least <laughs> but then right after that I feel like in response I like went on LA Weekly and mm-hmm. they had like a whole screen takeover of like Obama Goodbye water. Goodbye water? It was like water bottles with Obama on it, like saying goodbye. That's Well, weird. they've been making Obama-related money from, from stuff forever, too. Not, yeah. Obviously not Obama, but there's, you know, yeah, he himself Obama pictures and yeah, yeah. all kinds yeah. of things. Yeah. So, that's, so who did you, who was the war with? Are you just talking about the general, like, did you have any particular antagonist? Oh yeah. I mean, I had like a few people coming after me, on, yeah. you know, going back and forth a little bit. Um, but it was, it was funny. It was always like, it was either like some dude in his basement kind of situation, like who had, you know, five followers, not that I have many more, so I'm not trying to bash anybody's five Twitter followers, but it was either like that or it was like, like I had this one guy who started he like started on me like saying I was, you know, a liberal snowflake who didn't know anything. And then by the end he was like asking me out on a date. Yeah, of course. I was like, that's weird. Yeah. You don't know, like you can't really do that. You can't go both sides of that coin. You just Jeez. gotta stick to a lane there, buddy. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. Maybe that's a way to bridge bridge uh I should just bridge date all of divide. the single conservatives <laughs> in Los Angeles. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There can't be very many. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. There's a few. <laughs> yeah. What was that statistic? Like more people voted for Trump in LA County than did in in West Virginia, just by numbers of people Is that, that true? lived. I didn't there's some. That. I don't. I'm not. I don't want to speak and say that's true. But there's. They did an interesting comparison, just because of how many people live in certain places, that the actual number of people that voted for certain candidates exceeds those in places it, where they actually won. Well, that's why we don't really have a full understanding of how many more people live in the cities than live in rural areas. And this is why yeah. <clears throat> the electoral college exists in a way, because if the electoral college didn't exist. It would just be the cities. Like there would be no point in even going to Nebraska at all. I don't Nebraska know why that's a problem. All. I got to be honest with you. I've, I've yet to hear a convincing argument as to why that's an issue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of, I, I, I get that. It does seem sort of fucked up to me that just because where you live, your vote is weighted more than someone else. Like it seems yeah. like every individual morally's vote should count the same. Right. 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 And it definitely doesn't. Yeah, and it doesn't. So I I understand that side of it. On the other hand, you know, rural life is truly a different kind of life and it is where our food comes from and it is, you know, we sure. sort of need that in the country and if those people have no voice at all, then we're that's not good, you know. I don't think they have no voice at all. I mean, they still have representatives, you know. I mean, yeah. that's still a big part of how Congress works is each one of those people has a representative in Congress that's out for their best interest. But I think to say that, I mean, for the presidency, I think it's most important to have it actually be a true majority, you know, have the popular vote be the vote, right? I mean, why am I punished, quote unquote, in my vote sense, because I moved to Los Angeles, you know, whereas my vote might have counted more if I stayed in the rural town I grew up in. That doesn't make sense to me. 
Yeah. It's also because the role of the executive has changed so much since the outset. Like the we we kind of treat the president kinda of like the king of yeah, America. Yeah, we do. And, Absolutely. And that's Whereas the other, Congress used to have a lot more power. And also, you know, the the president basically controls foreign policy. Yeah. You know, that all a lot so many of those decisions are made by the executive branch, uh, yeah. and that kind of contributes to this this weird issue that exists now. Because ideally, it's these three equally powerful yeah. branches that check each other. That's the intent, but it, it's not that way anymore. So yeah. now, whoever gets the presidency, it's just this doubly important thing in our minds, and I guess in reality. So I think that feeds into it as well. Yeah. Um, no, the, you're right. You're right. That's what they said. They said, like... Congress used to be treated like how the president is treated today. Like it used to be that was who everybody cared about was like the con that was what all the newspaper coverage went to. Mm-hmm. It was all what is Congress doing? And that's why, you know, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights is directed mainly towards Congress. It's not really saying the president needs to do this and that. It's saying Congress shall do pass no law, blah, blah, blah. Whereas now the president basically has the power to pass laws more or less no. you know with executive orders and yeah. you know declare war on his own so. and the president becomes the head of their party yeah, yeah. They, they're not only is donald trump the president he's also the, the boss of the republican party to, to whatever extent that that means something yeah so it's a very it's a very weird system that's kind of developed and that's part of its issue too mm-hmm. yeah and that's why the the electoral college concern has become one is is now you know, because the president has these sort of outsized powers, uh, it becomes much more weird when the majority of the people that voted for one person don't get that person in office. It's, you know, I understand the wisdom in having two senators from every state makes a lot of sense because regardless of the size of the state or the population, you want them equally represented in the Senate. So you can, well, you can but that in out. that sense, that is also an imbalance of power also. I mean, in terms of an individual vote. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Too. Yeah, that, that's certainly true. But in terms of representing the state's interests and yeah. making sure all states have an equal voice in Congress, yeah. uh, the division between the House of Representatives and the Senate, uh, that structure makes a lot of sense. But the, the way that the president is now, with the power that he has, I think that's why people are getting yeah weird about it. Yeah, the states should have a lot more power probably than they do. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about why Kate is here. We, we had you on, have you on because <laughs> we want to talk about your, uh, participation in the women's March, yep. which you did. I did. And also I think you, I mean, you know, of course the battleground is Facebook now, right? Yep. So I feel like on Facebook you represent, I don't want to say, how do I say this? I, I, I don't want to be insulting. <laughs> Go ahead. Insult me. <laughs> Insult me. Let's hear it. What do you got? As you, condescending as possible. Yeah, yeah. You represent sort of like the mainstream California perspective, I guess I would say. Interesting. Okay. I don't know. Do you think, do you think that's fair? Um, I don't know if I agree with that, but uh, go on. Explain what you mean by that. I guess I just mean like when it comes to the issues of the day, I would say that you kind of fall on the side of the the sort of mainstream liberal establishment. Like, you know, pro-Hillary, super anti-Trump, super pro-Women's March, super pro-Planned Parenthood, you know, now would love to see Trump impeached um, and sort of that whole thing, sure. you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess we haven't really had anyone like that on this show yet because I guess most of our people are... 
you know, I think a little more, oh, they're, they're on this thing this way, on this thing this way, whereas you're more of like a party, like I feel like you tow the party line a little more. Um, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm willing to go that far. I think that I'm on the side of reason, (laughs) 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 which tends to lean that way right now in my mind. Um, but no, I mean, I wouldn't, I actually, it's interesting you say that because, um, you and I, Isaac, you and I went to college together at GW. The reason why I left GW was actually because I felt like uh, Washington was too divided along party lines. Mm. And I wasn't interested in being that divided along party lines. Um, I was an independent in college. I actually voted for Ralph Nader. Uh. I was, you know, like I was bucking the establishment at that point in the democratic establishment at that point. Um, I think I have kind of come around to it a little bit more because I've just sort of seen that you need those parties to kind of actually accomplish what you're trying to get to, even if you don't necessarily agree with them in entirety. Um, but, uh, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm like a Democrat through and through. I just, in this particular instance, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, that's interesting to hear that you voted for Nader. See, this is why it's good to have these discussions in, pub, yeah. in, in person because on Facebook it seems, you know, we have this gut reaction where, oh, she's part of the, the bad people and <laughs> you, there's no nuance and complexity. So it's yeah. like, yeah, that's cool. Like you, yeah. you are coming at this from a thoughtful perspective. You're not just like, oh, I'm doing whatever everybody tells me to do, you know? I'm not a sheep. Yeah, you're not a sheep. <laughs> um, so, all right. So let's talk about the Women's March. I mean, yeah. w- uh, what should we ask? Uh, what, I mean, what was your, f- I didn't go. So what was your feeling from the ground? Like, did you think it was uh, successful? you think it was good? Did you yeah. Think there were issues? Uh, I'm curious why you guys didn't go, actually. I just, I don't go to anything. I hate people. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a creep. Total hermit. I, okay. I am not opposed. I love protests. I don't love the mm-hmm. idea of them, but I don't like being out there. I just, I'd rather somebody else do that and I'll contribute money. You'd rather someone else <laughs> yeah. do that. Oh, and I'll God. send mo- I'll send money where it needs to be. Yikes. <laughs> What's yikes about that? Well, I mean, if everybody thought that way, nothing would ever yeah, get Yeah, but not there. everybody thinks that way. So it's not an issue. I think, okay. Oh, this sounds hypocritical mm, from Charles. Why? What's the matter? Because you're the one who says, like, if you don't vote on this yeah, day, then I, I don't want to hear anything exactly. from you. Exactly. That's not hypocritical at all. If uh, the, One of my big problems with a lot of dialogue now, and spe- you know, and it's blown up on Facebook, but one of the things I don't like is there's a lot of people that are coming into politics that are lecturing and talking about what needs to be done, but they haven't done the very basic civic duty, which is to vote and to vote all the time to vote in every election. Like there's the March 7th election coming up. One of the tricks that the measure S people did was get it moved onto that ballot Mm -hmm. so that, uh, what, you know, what was the percentage of people that voted in LA County, uh, at the most recent one of these municipal elections, it was like 7%, you know, it's obscene. And so, you know, I'm in favor of, you know, I like protesting and stuff and I'm in favor of that. But what I'm not in favor of is people that think that like, oh, I went to a protest. I've done what I need to do. Okay. That's that's the level of engagement. So well, I don't find that to be hypocritical. Especially these protests, I think. Um, and we can get into that. So um, <clears throat> to answer your question of why I wasn't there, <clears throat> there wasn't an issue in that march that I felt needed to be protested. Like to me, mm-hmm. that March was just people who were angry that Donald Trump got elected. 
Sure. I think that's a sort of a fair assessment of it, but I think it was more than that. Um, yeah, I think it was about women, specifically women, sort of standing up and saying, this guy is does not respect women and does not respect what we our identities and also what we stand for and saying, you know, he needs to hear the fact that like there are women all over this country who are unhappy with him and unhappy with the way that he has spoken about women and treated women. And that if he continues to act that way, there's going to be a response. There's going to be resistance to that. And the psychological impact of that is big when you have that many people out. Oh, it's huge. it's, it's, It's big on, on people that are Trump supporters. It's big on Trump himself. You know, there's, there's a real impact to that. I didn't. I didn't find the the purpose of the march to be in question myself. You know, right? I don't. I don't agree that there was no purpose to it. I think part of the purpose was the size of it. Part of the purpose of it was the day after the inauguration, we are going to have more people show up to say this isn't okay, and that was the whole point of it. The point yeah. of it was the numbers, the size, the you know, getting that many people together. It was the biggest march in history. In, in American history, is the biggest march, which is crazy. I mean, that is, that's something to not sniff at, you know? Yeah, all, all things considered, all the numbers together. I mean, there sure is a, a, a real desire, a real actual desire to get out there uh, on, with people on the left right now. I mean, this, the, the subsequent March was this LAX March that I sort of totally randomly got like sweeped into helping to organize. Yeah. Cause two of my friends just were organizing it and they were like, Hey, do you want to help? And I was like, all right. Cause this is one issue that I do feel like is truly across the line that cannot be crossed, yeah. which is a first amendment line, right? You can't start banning people based on their religion. Like I, I hate to say period, but, <laughs> but, uh, that was good when a discussion you know, was that. In there. Yeah. Period. 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 So you really know, <laughs> uh, but, uh, still I felt like, okay, this is a time when it's like, all right, here's a line that needs to be drawn very clearly. Yeah. I agree. I was, and too. yeah, you, okay. It was also there and it, it, uh, it was amazing how fast it took off. Like I was right? on the, they put me on the Facebook invite when there was like 10 people invited. And in three hours we had 3000 people. Yeah. Who would respond? I've never yeah. seen anything like that before. How many people do you think were at that one? I, a lot. Like a lot, a lot, right? Yeah. Like 10,000 probably? I would say more. Maybe even. more? I mean, through the whole day, like yeah, coming I mean, and it going. Yeah, it was crazy. There it was, was pretty cool to see it. Um, what I will say, though, and this is what really frustrates me about the left right now, is even at that march, and particularly at that march, I felt like, and again, this is a little, okay, I felt like there was one issue here this was kind of a one issue thing you don't ban muslims right you don't do that great that's the problem here yet at that march it descended into this it's me 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 this is about oh uh the brown and black people of this and like when we were organizing it for example we received like several messages from people being like, you white men need to give this, the power of this march over to the black and brown disenfranchised people of LA. Like we were like urged to give up the control yeah. mm-hmm. of the march. And all the signs that were, you know, about like, I'm Jewish, uh, you know, don't deport me, blah, blah, blah. 
Well, that actually kind that of, kind of well, makes that sense. actually makes sense because it's religion. But I mean, like all the things where it started being about race, there was a guy who grabbed the microphone and started talking about how racism has ended his basketball career, like a black guy, <laughs> you know, and I like all the, the, the slogans and everything. I felt like the people were frustrated and upset, but I don't feel like there was a consistent understanding of why they were there. I I think it's more about a feeling and less maybe about... I think you're right to a certain extent. Like, I believe that there has always, though, been a vacuum of, like, this is what this specific thing is about. This is what this specific issue is, right? That's why feelings tend to... Um, push people into these situations, right? Like people don't go protest because they looked at a checklist and they go, I disagree with X, Y, and Z very rationally. It's, a, it's about feeling. It's yeah. about like f this feeling of uncomfort. It's about this feeling of fear. It's about this feeling of anger. It's, you know, feelings are what push people to protest. And that's why protests do have a tendency to be a little unorganized is because you're asking people to channel their emotions and rationalize their emotions and break down exactly why are you angry? Exactly why are you here? That's kind of impossible, you know? So I think that's, I mean, and I don't think that's a fault of the left. I think that's a fault of protesting in general. I think you could go back to any protest in history and make that exact same um, argument. Well, but by that same logic, my theory here is that the protesting on the left is effectively the same thing as the voting for Trump on the right. <laughs> so I think, I think right-wing people generally don't protest in the same way the left-wing people do. It's not really, I mean, occasionally you see the, the people protesting abortion clinics and things like that, you do see yeah, it sometimes. Definitely. Westboro Baptist. Yeah, you see it occasionally. But I think for the most part, conservative people don't really do that, you know? And I feel like both sides mm -hmm. are deeply unhappy. Yeah. And they're deeply suffering because of income inequality. I mean, I think that's pretty clearly the reason. Yeah. And I feel like both sides are acting out emotionally. Mm-hmm without really thinking about what they're doing. And I, I, I feel like if, if we're going to say on the left, it's okay to be out there without really knowing why and just being like, nah, like I'm, you know, I'm mad in general. Then a right-wing person who votes for Trump for the same reason, who just sees, okay, I am so pissed off. Here's one dude who seems like he doesn't exist inside the system. Right. Isn't that basically the same sort of reaction? I I wouldn't totally disagree with that. Yeah, I think you you're onto something there. Um, and I I still think people should protest, though. I'm not really sure if I understand why you think, or or if you are saying that you don't think they should. No, I'm not saying I, I'm not saying I don't think they should. Again, you know, I thought they definitely should have protested the other thing, and I don't I don't think the women's march was like wrong I, i'm certainly not saying that or that you were like wrong to be out there um i think it was based on what's come since then in terms of how it was looked at and how it was covered i thought it was pretty effective you know it's a pretty effective statement that got made my my question is always though what happens from that where does that energy go yeah and that's I'm, kind of the sure. same i remember 2003 uh, giant anti-war protests. Yeah, I was there. Huge. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that was, you know, it did nothing. We we still move forward. So the the worry I always have about the left is that okay, but how are we going to organize and get 
uh, our objectives met. You know, because yeah. George Bush won the fucking election in 2004, yeah. and not by tricks. <laughs> not by, yeah, nothing. You know, he, not by tricks, and the con- and Congress stayed in Republican hands. Yeah, it was right. for like you know, which was insane. The only time that Bush really lost an election was 2006. Yeah, you know when when Congress flipped. I yeah, I think you're right. I I think the I will say it does feel different to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but to me, it feels different. It feels like this time around, like people are staying more actively engaged than they have in the past. Like I'm still seeing Facebook's a terrible indicator of anything, but I'm still (laughs) seeing on my Facebook feed, like every single day, you know, 95% of what people are posting about is about the election or about Trump or about something that's happening. And the truth is like, I don't... I would love to say that I think that's because liberals are staying more actively engaged. I actually don't. I think it's because Trump is continuing to very vocally do things that are provoking them. And I think as so long as he continues to do that, there will continue to be a response. That's the difference is Bush actually was very tactical in that, like, he kind of laid low, you know, like Bush didn't ruffle a lot of feathers in a lot yeah. of ways. He's yeah, he kinda... went, he, he did, well, you know, he was... He did policy stuff that that gets boring very fast. Exactly. You know, the, the yeah. He wasn't me- Medicaid <laughs> Medicaid Part D was that. Yeah. No, he knew how to keep everything very under wraps. Yeah. To, to get his way. Whereas you have Trump out there saying we're banning Muslims. It's like yeah. this order that he gave was basically no different than many orders that have been given in the past. The difference is he came out and said, "Yep, we're we're keeping yeah. Muslims out and keeping getting Christians in." It's yeah. like, yeah, that's you can't do that. Like, <laughs> duh. Right, and yeah. that is in so much more problematic than yeah. if he had no, just yeah, passed the ban, mostly because of the optics of that yeah. to other countries. No. I mean, well, yeah, you can't have a guy out there saying that. I'll that be, kind of I'll be very curious. You know, I know munis- That's my big bugaboo is municipal elections and small elections. Like I'm always obsessed uh, and fixated on those. But I'll be very curious to see what happens at the midterms. That's when I think we're going to see. Right. Unfortunately, that's well, it's not that far off. But that's when we're going to see if people are putting their money where their mouth well, but, is. But do, do liberals even have the power to do it? I mean, even if they all came out and voted, you're still not going to get some of these governors out and stuff. I mean, sure, definitely you not. Know? The deck oh, is sure. stacked, stacked against them. In a, I mean, yeah. not to sound like a conspiracy theorist here, but like there has been decades of gerrymandering and decades oh, yeah. of you know setting up congressional districts in a way that makes it nearly impossible for liberals to take control some, of the house yeah, or places. take over yeah, these yeah. governorships. But we also, you know, I mean, my my favorite example I point to is back in 2010 when and I'm I lived in North Carolina for a long time, so I have all these North Carolinian friends. Mm-hmm. And that year North Carolina passed a gay marriage ban and I had all these North Carolina friends who are like I live in a bigoted state and blah 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 and I went and I looked at the the percentage of registered voters who'd voted in that election, it was 30%, Yeah, you know? And I'm like, no, it's, you don't even know if it's a conservative problem. You just have a non-participation problem yeah. over there. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's really, I'll be curious to see what would happen if we actually had high voter percentages in this country, that it would be much more indicative of the mood of the country, but we just have a lot of people that sit out. Well, for, but but your 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 assumption there is that conservative people are more likely to vote than yeah. liberals. Do yes. you think that's true? I I think it is. I I think that especially, you know, in midterms, uh, I, I feel like older people vote regularly. You know, I they do. That, that's the fact. And older people tend to be more conservative, and 
and they get put on buses and dropped off at yeah. the polling stations. And where, you know, here's the difference between the right and the left. The, as far right as you can go, all those people still say vote. And you, the further you go left, the more like, uh, voting is bullshit and I don't have to do it, you get. So you just get more of that. People that don't participate in the system because they don't agree with it. And, you know, the system ain't... Also, I mean... I- this is a very small point, but I think it's an important one. We're one of the only countries in the entire world where voting day is not a holiday, which it should be. Right. Yeah. Like there is absolutely no rational reason why work should impede you from voting, and it does. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So to return to Charles's question, though, so you, you've protested, and again, yeah. I would say that those protests, particularly the women's protest and the LAX protest also, the, the Muslim ban, Again, we're a lot more about discharge of emotion than they were about actual change, per se. I I don't know if you would say it's more about what change could they implement really in that moment. Yeah, sure. I would agree with you that it's maybe more about emotion than it is about um, a targeted specific problem. Yeah. Yeah. So then how does that, as he's asking, how does that power stay harnessed? And, And what would you like to see change? Um, I mean, other than Donald Trump not being our president. <laughs> well, yeah, but I, I mean, I think I think that I think it's important actually for these protests to continue happening just so that it keeps people awake and aware. You know, like I think that's important just to. I want to know, you know, every weekend that there's a protest happening. I want to see that on CNN, you know, like I want to see that on my Facebook feed because that reminds people that like the work still has to be done. I think that's the important part. It's like, it's not so much um, necessarily that there's like a checklist of like, we can do A and B and C and D. It's like keeping people actively engaged so that when the midterm elections do come around, there is enough of people who are still worried and upset and concerned that they do come out and vote. I think that's the key element is like, you got to keep people aware. Yeah. The second you stop protesting and the second you stop saying it's a problem is the second that people get too complacent and then they, and then they don't show up to vote. Yeah. Well, what are you worried? So again, the, what's the, what's the concrete result? Like, what are you worried about <clears throat> happening if there's no protest? I think people will, will, roll over and be complacent and wait it out and say, you know, we'll just see what happens. And in two years, hopefully we can, you know, vote in some more people who are quote unquote on our side. Right. But that's never going to happen to Charles's point. If people aren't actively engaged and actively aware of what's happening and, and, and like, they angry, keep the, they keep the, the noise up. All right. Yeah. I, I understand that. So what, what do you want to happen here? Because I mean, I saw a thing on, you know, some internet site that yeah. was like, you know, I, I try and keep a balance of conservative and liberal people on my news feed, although it's overwhelmingly liberal still. But, um, you know, somebody posted a meme being like, what rights do women not have? Mm-hmm. So, like, wh- where, in terms of the women's march, right? Sure. Which, which from, a, from afar, I will admit, when I'm seeing Ashley Judge up there talking about, like, bleeding on her sheets... And Madonna saying, I want to burn down the White House. Right. I feel that makes me feel not. Uh, I roll my eyes. You know what I'm like? Mm-hmm. Come on. Like, you know, this is just disgusting. You know? So it's provocative. It's provocative. Sure. And I'm sure, you know, yeah. So 
what do we, in terms of the women's issues, what sure. do we want to... I think women are concerned on a lot of levels. I think the first level is that we've elected a president who is actively, if not, if not a sexual, uh, he, let me back up. We elected a president who was accused of sexual assault by over 20 women, I believe is the number. Um, we elected a president whose ex-wife said that he raped her. We elected a president who said that he believes that he can grab a woman by her pussy and try to fuck her just because he's famous. That is so problematic on so many levels, not the least of which is the what that says to children, what that says to America about what we believe about women. That is um, normalizing of sexual assault. It's normalizing of... Uh, the way that some men believe that women should be treated. On top of that, he you know, has claimed that he would like to defund Planned Parenthood, which in many places is the only place that women can get access to affordable or free women's health care, which is extremely expensive and not something that men have to deal with. And that's important to note. It has very little to do with abortion. It's not federally funded, regardless of how you want to see that. And, you know, on top of all of those issues, this president has basically said that he believes that women, maybe he hasn't said it outright, but he's basically established the fact that women are second-class citizens in his, in his administration. And I think that is why women had such an emotional reaction to this election. I noticed it among all of the women in my life. I mean, the day after the election was a day of, like, women's mourning. I mean, it was real. It was palpable. You could feel it. Like, basically, this president took away the opportunity to have the first woman president, which is important, just from a total, like, societal standpoint, that's important. And in doing so, he did it with the most divisive anti-woman rhetoric we've ever heard from an elected official. Yeah. No, I think that that's everything you just said is is completely true and accurate. But what about then all the women who did vote for him? You know, the the majority of white women, for example. So, sure. what's going on in their head? I don't. I would hate to speak for those women because I don't think I know. I don't think I know enough of them. I I have friends, female white friends, who voted for Trump. So oh, do you? I do. Um, and and I, and I don't want to put any words in their mouth. But I, my fear is that there is an ingrained sexism in this country that has caused those women to believe that women shouldn't be in positions of power. And I think that's unfortunate because I, I really do think that's true. I think that there are women who believe that, and you saw it during the election, there was memes and articles and things written about like, how can Hillary possibly govern if she's so emotional? You know, how could, how could Hillary govern during the one week a month when she has her period, which is hysterical because obviously she's well past that point of <laughs> femininity. <laughs> but like you saw that, like people were writing about that. People were tweeting about that. That was a real thing people were talking about. I mean, that is I do honestly, unfortunately, believe that there is an inane, uh, innate sexism built into our culture that has led a lot of people to believe that women shouldn't be in power and has unfortunately, like, like all that bullshit about, like, locker room talk that happened after Trump said all that stuff, was caught saying all that stuff. Like, no, no, fuck you. Sorry, that is just ridiculous. You can't sit here and tell me 
like, oh, well, dudes talk like that when they're around other dudes, so it's okay. Of course, people say inappropriate things all the time, right? Like for humor, to get a laugh, to get a joke. I get all that. But like you're running for the presidency. That's important. And he'd never apologized for it. Wow. Yeah. No, I uh, sure, sure. So, uh, and also he used a very bizarre, just to lighten the mood for, he used a, like, I, what is, I moved on her like a bitch. Yeah. yeah. Like, what, <laughs> what does, does that mean? What I don't does know. that mean? Like, it's such like a Sinatra era, like, I, like I moved on her like it's, a bitch. It sounds to me like somebody who is trying to talk tough, yeah. but doesn't know how to do it. So he just strung together just, some yeah. nonsense. Yeah. Because yeah. like, I listen to that, right I'm like, phrase. I'm like, I've never heard anyone say that ever. It's <laughs> So bizarre. It's yeah. It's either like so old school that we don't say it anymore, or it's exactly no. What it's you're no. No one that, has ever said that. That he was trying to sound cool. Yeah. I moved on. A- anybody yeah. that was a higher station than Donald Trump would have been like, "What? <laughs> yeah. The what fuck are you, are you talking, talking about? Like a bitch? Is she the bitch? Yeah. Are you the bitch? Who's <laughs> <laughs> the bitch in this scenario? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. So. At the same time, though, do you really feel, and this is where we probably start disagreeing, Sure. that America has a problem with this idea that the traditional gender role idea, let's call it by its uh, you know, politically friendly name, sure. um, instead of sexism, that the traditional gender role, do you really feel like that's an American problem or that's a worldwide problem? No, yeah, I problem. think that's a global yeah. problem. Absolutely. I mean, we have millennia of yeah. gender roles that are have been assigned. Well, but are they assigned? See, here's the issue I have. is like, I don't see... Like, in the... You know, if you date it back far enough, sure. when I'm thinking about the caveman who said, okay, I'm going to go hunt and woman, you stay here and, you know, deal Got with the it. house. Yeah, okay. or whatever. I don't think like there's intent there. Like I don't think there's the caveman who did that, who then launched these gender roles for the next 4,000 years. Right. I don't think he was sitting around thinking like, I hate women. Women aren't substantive individuals. No, I, to- I totally agree with you. I, I, it would be wrong to deny the fact that there are certain biological things that make men men and women women. And that's a fact, right? And as a result, I think that's part of why, though, this was so upsetting. Is like there's this great uh, Louis C.K. bit, right, where he talks about how he's like, I don't understand why women ever go out with men. Yeah, right. Heard You've heard this. that one. Yeah, yeah. It's it's true though to a certain extent, right? Yeah. It's like men are bigger, stronger, more powerful. So there is inherently in that like a little bit of like women need men to like. Trying to think of like how I want to put this. <laughs> Do the work for them. <laughs> no, no, like, no, that's not what I mean. Open jars. There is a little <laughs> bit of like needing that validation from men because they are physically more powerful, right? Yeah. At any given moment, a man can probably snap your neck. And so there is wow. a little bit of like needing to know that it is like coming from men that they agree that women are equals. Right. And so then when you have a man who is now the most powerful man in America, basically establishing the fact that he doesn't think that women are equals to him, mm. that is doubly insulting and doubly okay. That's actually an interesting one. I haven't heard it put in that way before. And that, that's actually enlightening for me in, in some ways that you're saying the validation for men is important for women. And I'm yeah, sure I'm going to get that. a ton of feminist 
push back on that one. But I, <laughs> but I do think that is true. I, I think it is because of the physical differences between men and women. I actually do think that male validation of female equality is important. Is an important thing. Yeah, I guess the frustrating thing from a male perspective is it's so different for us. It's like it, the, the, it, the biological imperative for us is totally like we're shit on constantly. That's what we do, right? We shit on each other mm. and then you keep going through the shit. Like that's kind of the point of, of I guess, male... What do you mean? Shit on by who? By our wife? peers. Our peers. You know, it's you're like... Talking about men. Oh, you're talking about competition? And, and by women. And by women, right? I mean, it's like a, the, the paradigm of a male is we spend our entire life asking women out and we get shot down a thousand times and then one time we get... <laughs> like, like they say yes, you know? Uh, so I think I, competition I, is inherent in both sexes, absolutely, obviously. Absolutely. Like, there's tons of women-on-women competition. You're competing for affection, attention, uh, you know, Oh, sure. You. Com- especially, yeah, when you're competing for attention, definitely. <laughs> that sounds so sexist. Anyway, <laughs> the point that I'm trying to make is it's like sometimes from a male perspective, it feels like women are saying, we're equal. So change the rules so we can be equal. You know what I'm saying? It's like they're they're saying like like I can hit just as hard as you, and then you hit, and they're like, oh no, you're that's uh, that's not fair. You know, don't hit so hard. You know what I'm saying? Not really. I, I think what you're saying is that like you think that women are trying to say like give me give me your power like like make me an equal, and then also like saying I can do it myself. Is that what you mean? Yeah, I guess so. That is a little bit what I'm saying because it's like for men, there's never, it, there's always like, oh, people say, oh, w- women uh, entrepreneurs aren't allowed to make it in the tech world. It's like no tech, when I hear that, yeah. what I think uh, is no man has ever been allowed to make it in the tech world either. And if anything, everybody was gunning against whatever that guy but was who made there's, it. There's a difference. People's arguments about the tech business aren't. I'm just using this strictly, as an example. but I'm not saying entrepreneur is different than somebody that works for a tech company and either doesn't get hired or gets passed over or gets ignored because she's a woman because it's just assumed oh women don't know what they're doing. Sure, I, okay, fine. But what I'm saying is the cure for that is not to say hire me because I'm a woman. The cure for that is to demonstrate. But I think the counter argument is women aren't. I don't want to mansplain, but I don't, I don't think women are saying hire me because I'm a woman. I think they're saying don't ignore me because I'm a woman. Absolutely. And, and this exactly. is where the, the, the balance is very hard to strike. Because yes. for me, right. I don't believe that women are inferior to men. I don't believe that. You know, I, I don't think that women are like worse than men in some way. I think they're different. Sure. And are. I think that those differences can do a lot for the way the power structure works. I think it's good to have women in there for that reason. Yeah. At the same time, what's difficult to swallow is when they're saying, like, nobody's allowing me to do this thing, whereas no one allows anyone to do these these things, you know? That comes back to your very typical argument, I think, of, like, want, not wanting to basically just, like, give up power to people just because they quote unquote have been like disenfranchised for a long time but the fact of the matter is like they have right like women haven't been in positions of power prior to 50 years ago 
like, so there's not a huge history of women being in power. There's not a huge history of people respecting women's opinions. There's not a huge history of men saying that they really believe that men and women are equal. So they're well, actually... I don't know if that's true. I, when I say equal, I don't mean the the same. Again, it's like, this is kind of the issue. It's like, I'm not saying that... I enjoy watching the WNBA as much as I enjoy watching the NBA. Right. Like I don't. I like I like watching the NBA more. Sure. <laughs> Probably because the guys are men, you yeah. know, and, and but at the same time I don't feel like, you know, men are all men are created equal and women too. Like I don't feel like there's anything inherently inferior about a woman. Right. No, that I and I appreciate you saying that, but I think that what you're neglecting to think about is the fact that there is centuries millennia of ingrained sexism that did think that women were inferior right i mean women couldn't vote in this country until the 20s right like women like there is a real history of that and that is part of our culture and it's also part of who we are as people and so as a result like there aren't as many women tech ceos there aren't as many women in positions of power i mean congress only has seven women in the Senate. I think that's right. Basically, like, there is a real power differential there. Oh, no, no question about that at all. But I guess the, the, the thing is, considering that a large amount of women voted for Trump. Yeah. How much of that power differential is something that is either innate or chosen Mm-hmm. And how much of it is it men oppressing women? And I think it's probably a little, a little, a bit, little of bit of both. Sure. But do you believe that a man who has a housewife, for example, mm-hmm. is that woman inferior to him because no. she doesn't work? No, absolutely not. So then these years, these centuries of which women were in these old gender roles mm-hmm. when they were like at home doing whatever and occasionally not, you know, occasionally they ran countries sure. and things also, sure. but just less often. Yeah. Probably Does that mean that all those women were necessarily inferior all that time or were they just in a different role? No, it certainly doesn't mean that they are inferior, but it, they weren't, I don't think they were given the... Um, I want to say given the option, but kind of like, I don't think that they had a choice in the matter. Like for a long time, there there was not the option to go to college or become a business owner as a woman in America. Like you just couldn't do that. And so that's what you did was you had kids and you ran the house and that was an important role. Yeah. And there was pressure to do that. There Huge was pressure. Societal to pressure. Not pressure. Do and then that's all thing. that it was. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I guess, see, it's, it's, I'm going back and forth in my head because I totally get what you're saying. What we're saying now is, okay, that period's over and now we want to remove that pressure and not pressure women to do that. And if you want to do that, fine. And if you don't want totally. to do it, also fine. Yeah. At the same time, what's tough for me to swallow is saying that the reason women didn't do this or that is because of that pressure. Because... Every, what do you think it was? Every male who's ever invented anything in history had tons of pressure on him to not do that also. You know what I mean? There's never Nobody ever allowed men to do any of these things. It's not like somebody said, okay, Galileo, here you go. You know, like, uh, we're going to make this real easy for you. You know, like he had to fight so hard to get anywhere anyway. Sure. So I guess it's when women are saying, oh, I need like a leg up. 
and I, I, I want to be equal, but I also need a leg up. It's like a, this kind of sort of contradictory thing. Where do you see people saying, I want a leg up? Where's that part of it that you're bumping up against? I guess it just seems like that's kind of what's being asked for sometimes is, is special treatment. You know, like I need special treatment because I'm a, a woman, not equal treatment. What's your example of that? Like, what's tell me where you are seeing that? Well, all the how about for example the the en, endless amounts of women's blank, like women's scholarship, women's this, like in the literary field, women's lit. That's what they're all looking for is women's lit. Like I'm looking to help out women in this. Mm-hmm. You know, here's a program for women entrepreneurs. Right. You know, or, or like the this one really drove me nuts at the protest all the women having women are perfect signs you know what i mean it's like it's like saying that it's not saying we want to be equal it's saying we want to be special i think see what i think is the problem is or maybe not the problem but what i think is really interesting is like so i think i've talked to a lot of men in my life about this who have that feeling of like they sort of feel like the the gates are being stormed a little bit right like Women and minorities, especially white men, like women and minorities are kind of like coming for their power and they're being asked to give something up. And why should they have to give anything up? Like that doesn't seem right. It really comes down to like, do you believe that there is a finite amount of quote unquote power? And if you do, of course, if you do believe that there is a finite amount of power and we want everyone to be equal, then inherently men are going to have to give up some of that power. Right. Um... If uh, if we want to be equal in positions of power, of course. But it's not men. These are really successful, powerful men that are going to have to give it up. It's not me. I don't have any fucking power. <laughs> so it's not, like like that's not. I, I, there's no imperative for me to do anything because sure. I don't have any of that. If I was ever in a position of hiring people, then absolutely yes. Then if I'm hiring men because they're men, right? Then I have done something wrong, right? Yeah. But I would say it's the same thing. If I'm hiring women because they're women, I've also done something wrong. You know, I should hire the people that deserve it. You should hire the people who are the best for the position. Absolutely, yeah. But for a long time, that was not the case, right? For a long, long time, that was not the case. For a long time, women were not hired because women were not considered to be as intelligent as men or as good at things as men or whatever. And, you know, excuse me. one of the things I did find really inspiring at the Women's March was all these women with signs that say, the future is female. That's not a cute, like, quippy slogan. That's a fact. Like, right? Like, there are more women than men on this planet. By a small There are more women graduating from college than men, right? I mean, these are all facts. Like, there is an actual fact that, like, women are gaining power, gaining authority, gaining positions that are going to inevitably enable them to control certain parts of the government that they well, don't But is that out. what you want? Is it to be dominated in the other way? No, so that's I don't. what drives me so no, nuts about those shirts. I hate those shirts because it's saying, okay, man, <laughs> it's not, we don't want equality. We want to run shit. And that's bullshit because it's like, no. Well, you know what? Like, why not? Like, women should be able to run shit for a while. You guys have ran shit for a long fucking time. I haven't ran, <laughs> also I haven't ran anything. <laughs> I haven't ran anything. A, a tiny percentage you, of men have, you do this but thing, most men haven't. You do this thing where you, like, you argue, you have certain things you talk about, and then you bring in, like, a t-shirt somebody had, or, like, a Facebook post. <laughs> an and it's like, okay, well, that's not exactly representative. Oh, of, that's uh, representative. Of Futures, who? Of, she just used one, too. Future is yeah. female. That's an example. But it is, and it's a fact. I hate those shirts. They make me so mad. Yeah, and, and the women are perfect. Like, get. And who, care, who cares if somebody has that shirt that says women are perfect? Gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs>